of PA. Please join us as we talk about the world of geek news other topics. Topics like is the Suicide Squad really a good movie? So chill, listen, and enjoy the Nerdy Neighbors of PA. The Nerdy Talk with Rob and Chris. Okay, so I was just looking at the other screen, which I shouldn't have been doing, because there's like a five-second delay. So I'm going to stop doing that. Yeah. Is there? Uh, there is, yeah. For neighbors, it should be like no five-second delay. Instantaneous, because of all the fiber opticness and stuff. So how are you right. today? Good, good. Uh, I was busy uh, with, you know, baby boy running around. I'm chasing him. Well, we're nerdy neighbors, but we're also, we've got live neighbors because we're middle-aged neighbors. neighbors. We're middle-aged neighbors, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, no, it was a good day. I mean, I was tired. I was real tired. Yeah. It was was Sunday. Okay. How about you? How was your day? It was fine. I sat around and played Fallout, which I'll talk about when we start talking about science fiction, but... For anybody, we have one viewer. We have two viewers right now. So welcome. I hope it's not us, just the two of us. (laughs) Um, So we are nerdy neighbors. We decided that we wanted to talk about geek stuff once a week. Uh, We do it outside all the time. And we amuse, I don't know, one person occasionally. So we figured we would take this out to the internet and uh, just talk about some geek stuff. We pick three geek topics. We would love... If you write in the comments any of your geek topics, uh, somebody just said Lakis. Yes. All right, Jeffrey Allers down the clown. Aller. Yes, he's a he's a good friend. Okay. Well, hi Jeffrey. Needs the geekiness. Hi Jeffrey. I'm Rob Patey. I'm Chris's neighbor, and we found out over time that uh, we have a lot of mutual geek interests. I have about thirty-five thousand comic books in my man cave. Uh, Chris has more tchotchkes and things like that. I, but, have, uh, I, have, I don't have that much, but yeah. <laughs> well, no, you've got, you're, you're deep on tchotchkes. Like, I don't have models and things like that. I've got, like, very one, uh, you know, my signed Marvel's poster by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross. That's really the only thing that's truly adorning the walls. Sean Benfield, seems you already have a show, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow, it's crazy. I've been I know. wanting to do this... For a very long time, um, just to talk about the nerdiness and the entertainment world and what's going on, because okay. there's a lot of going on. There is a ton always going on, and there are a lot of shows like this, so we will do our damnedest to be differentiated and unique content for you, the yes. viewers. Yes. For, for, you, the view, for you, the viewer, the singular <laughs> viewer. <laughs> I was trying to share this on my feed as well, because mm. I think that would be good. So let me see if I can do that. See if I can get any of my friends in here instead of the loading the deck, which is yours. I know. I, I'm famous now. Famous. <laughs> I'm so famous. Turn the news feed. 
Come join Nerdy Neighbors. It's branded now. We are calling ourselves Nerdy Neighbors. And the uh, still right. image for this looks like shit, which we should be yeah. thankful Facebook for. I know. Mm. I, I want to do Instagram and can't do Instagram on my uh, desktop. So I'm like, well, the next best thing is Facebook. And there's a there's a second there's a setting within Google Chrome where you can emulate uh, the mobile OS. And you can do it that way, but it's a big pain in the ass. So no, yeah. Facebook Live is fine. Yeah, this will give my parents something to watch as well because you know Facebook, Facebook is pretty much <laughs> the boomer playground right now. Exactly. Aww. One of my partners likes uh, saying that word boomer. Just likes to throw it around all the time. That word. It's you know it's I say no, god damn it, I am a Gen X. You will not call me a boomer. <laughs> I'm a millennial, so that's... Oh, yeah, you are. You're a baby. I, am. I forgot. I forgot. I am. We've got exactly 10 years between us. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. And I got a lot of love here. Got a lot of love. You did. You've got four comments and some likes and some hearts. That's really nice. Considering we haven't yeah. said anything of substance yet. No, no. But actually, start with the intro. Rob, why don't you talk about yourself for a bit? Like, where are you from? Why are we nerdy? Why are you nerdy? Uh, why am I nerdy? Because I was an yeah. only child who grew up in the height of nerdiness. So my very first movie was uh, 1977 was Star Wars. I mean, that was the first thing I saw in the theaters of my dad. Mm -hmm. um, so and then it just started an entire lifelong obsession with science fiction and comic books. I started collecting comic books when I was five, Richie Riches. I've got about four boxes of those. He also had an ABC sitcom on Saturday morning cartoons. For anybody who remembers Saturday morning cartoons, because that's a lost art. Very much uh, so. Yeah. So then I uh, just got into the superhero books in 1986, which, like Gen X, um it's just it's there was a darkness to it the first books i picked up off the shelf were or the spinner rack were watchmen and the dark knight returns by frank miller um which is essentially batman as a middle-aged curmudgeon uh just kind of awaiting death it's got more action than that i'm probably not doing it the best description watchmen everybody knows watchmen it's filthy superheroes or i'm sorry the deconstruction of the superhero genre yeah. So that's what's officially marked as the dark age of comics. There's, you know, there's the Bronze Age uh, from the 1930s to the 1960s. There's the Silver Age, 1960s through the mid-1970s when uh, Giant X-Men number one comes out. That starts the Bronze Age until mid-80s where the Dark Age starts. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, that's that was my comic collecting for 40-some-odd uh, years. And then I did, and I wrote for Ain't of Cool News for 10 years. So I got to go to a bunch of Comic-Cons and all sorts of fun stuff like that. And I got comps on comics. So from 2008 to 2018, roughly, I read pretty much everything on the shelves between DC, Marvel, and Image. Um, so yeah, lonely childhood, uh, overactive imagination, typical Leo, uh, asshole. Yeah. So. <laughs> Lovable asshole he is. Oh, <laughs> thanks. How about you? How did you get geeky? Um, I was born into the darkness. Um, you know, some people are into darkness. I was born into it now. Um, it must've been a really difficult birth for your mother. <laughs> 
my father held me up and said, so human. Now, that's uh, my father-in-law. Um, no, um, just basically when I was a kid, you know, I grew up, TV was right there in front of me. Um, you know, my first movie that I ever remember going to the theater was going to see Batman. And, uh, and Batman 89. Batman 89. Um, that was, that was dark. Awesome. That's dark for a five-year-old, man. <laughs> Dude, that was just the... That was just the tip of the iceberg on that one. I mean, yeah, I mean, after that was uh, Ghostbusters two, RoboCop no. two, RoboCop two. That's right, because uh, Ghostbusters one came out the year you were born. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I got to go see that with my dad, and then from then on, I just you know Saturday Saturday morning cartoons, you know, which was mine was X Men and. Uh, yeah, the the X Men night, the candy. No, night. just that, just that ten year difference between us. Yeah. I was in I was in college then. So Don't you're, age yourself, so, yeah. Don't your, age Saturday, you. your Saturday morning cartoons <laughs> were uh, basically bong hits and eggs for me. Like you know, we'd yeah. watch it sometimes, but we weren't going to remember it. Right? No, I get what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> um, so, so you know, growing up with that, and then. Um, you know, I picked up my first comic book at a, you know, a flea market, and he was selling a bunch of uh, comic books. What was it? Ah, oh, man, it was generic. It was like, I don't remember the title because it was so generic, and it was so forgettable. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I could see the impact it had on your life. It had no quiet. impact. <laughs> uh, but then I started picking up, um, you know, just memorizing movies that I love, you know, Terminator 2, and just... Loving the science fiction of all that. I mean, I used to watch Alien in slow mo. I mean, this is really nerdy, and just watch the camera angle just go <laughs> to the face. You know, the face I could go to the face. Well, that's some know, Ridley. That's some Ridley Scott cinema work there. I mean, that's absolutely. that's good stuff. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Um, and uh, Fran Ryan coming up with yeah, the Batman animated series. I mean, I grew up with all that. I actually remember that coming out. I remember all like I mean, anime series, X Men. Oh, blanking up right now, but there there was quite a few that I loved when I was a kid. Uh, but I went back to the '80s too, so you had the reruns. So you had like Thundercats, Voltron, <laughs> Silverhawks. Yeah. Do you uh, remember? Do you remember Mask? I do I watch Mask all the time? I, okay, that was a great show. Uh, great so I was I was clearly slow because I was I'm ten years older than you and I was watching it uh, I guess when I was a teenager so yeah I was watching something made for seven year olds I had all the toys too so I, I know I was slow <laughs> yeah yeah you had yeah. the fifty seven you had the fifty seven Chevy that turned into kind of like a battle tank you had yeah. the uh, the gas station base there the stupid uh, you know rock popped off the top of the mountain and that revealed the gun I mean it was it was the lazy man's transformers that's it how was, I describe maps yeah it was, it was you know they had the I mean <laughs> the, the the semi truck looks like a transformer so I mean that's what you had and then um, but it didn't turn into a cool robot with 10 points of articulation. All it did was mm -hmm. the stupid, you know, the stupid steam pipes came down or the stupid uh, exhaust pipes came down yeah. and turned into a gun. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, one guy looks like, if you remember this, it looks like uh, G.I. Joe. Um, man, I'm going to make it up tonight. Um, snake Eyes. Is it Snake Eyes? Not Snake. Yeah, Snake Eyes. And he looks like yeah. Viper. 
Viper. Right? Yeah. Viper. So, yeah. I mean, it's still generic. Um, one of my other favorites, Silverhawks. I don't remember Silverhawks. Nah, that one. Yeah, is, nope. That was, yeah, that was a great cartoon. Um, so I had all those. You know, just watched a lot of TV, collected a lot as much as I can. I had the micro machines. Did you read any com? Oh, I love micro machines. Again, I was playing with the toys of somebody 10 years younger than me. There might be something I want to check there. Um, but um, did you ever get a comic book that you actually remembered reading and liking? Um, I remember any comic book that I really liked and remember reading. I remember... Uh, it was it was that it was about I don't remember I have to look at that's something I'm going to look it up and I'm next show all right next but, show yeah next show because I just this comment was Rob it was just it was beautiful it was just so horrible um, um well thanks for sticking with being a geek after that <laughs> wretched inappropriate experience it was just horrible but I re remember just collecting all the micro machines. Loving all the Star Wars. Well, if you years. if you bought a comic when you were eight or nine years old, right? So that puts us in the early nineties, and yep. the comic industry basically collapsed in ninety ninety two ninety three. All of mm -hmm. the uh, big creators at Marvel went off and formed Image Comics, and uh, the death of Superman essentially overprinted, yep. overglutted. Uh, and then they brought him back a year later. So it took away a lot of the impact of the industry. And you saw a whole dark period of the mid-90s from like 94 to 2000, where some of the worst comics in all of comic time were created. So it makes a little bit of sense that you probably picked up a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do remember, though, in, when I was a kid, the death of Superman. That was the comic that heard, that heard around the world. It was... But it was. That, was, that was my first year of college. I was at a uh, university in North Carolina and um, I picked up four copies of it. My dad up here in Pennsylvania picked up another four copies of it. And then one of my, and then my comic guy up here in Pennsylvania put away three copies of it. So I've got between the different variations and iterations of it, the bags, the uh, unbagged, the white bag, the black bag. I've got, I don't know, shit, probably 12 copies of that sitting mm -hmm. around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the whole, all 12 of them, I could probably get 55.95 um, for all 12. Yeah. 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 Now, $55. Yeah. That's, that would probably be about it. It, um, mm -hmm. they overprinted it. That was the highest printed comic for 20 years. So three, they printed like 3 million copies of that. Mm -hmm. And then for 20 years, they did not uh, come close to printing that many copies. And then they broke that record in 2011 when DC rebooted with the new 52. Yep, the new, yep, the new 52s, which... Yep. Now, I, you going yeah. in, getting that comic, and that's a Superman, which I'm a Superman fan. Like, I, mm -hmm. my... My name is Christopher. I was uh, named after Christopher Reeve. My were you brother, really? Yeah, my brother. Oh, that's was cool. Like, uh, you know, I love Superman. I love Christopher Reeve. So that's the person that you know I want to name my brother for. You know, and so I was a huge Superman, and when I saw that, I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Now, when you got it, 
did you think they were going to bring him back? In 1992, there were no internet chat rooms. There was no nothing. I mean, there was the cynic in all of us that said they can't leave Superman dead, but they hyped it as such an experience. And they, they played their cards very well because they came up with four new Superman, right? That's where you get steel from for the very first time. To anybody knows John Henry Irons, who's been used and changed through TV series and stuff. But I mean, that was he was probably the strongest character that came out of time. And then there was a Superman clone. Then there was a robot Superman. And then there was just this freaky alien dude. Um, and they really committed to those, to the, to those four uh, Fugazi Superman. So no, I, you know, there was a purist in me that said, okay, the times, they are changing, right? You know, I mean, Dick Grayson's kind of growing up. He's gone into Nightwing and, you know, from Robin to Nightwing. So, you know, he'll become Batman at some point, which he eventually did, but it was a very short-lived stint. But I mean, I just assumed this was a transition of time and I was, you know, I applauded it. And then now they fucking brought him back a year later. He was, he was having a nap and he came back with a mullet. Like a long, permed, flowing Billy Ray Cyrus mullet. We're like, is that what death does? Like, you grow mullets when you die? Yeah, man. Back in the 90s, man. It's, it's all about the Yeah, mullet. absolutely. Especially in the Midwest, down to the South. Yeah, Krypton in the front, Earth in the back, baby. <laughs> so, no, we did not know that he was going to be brought, brought back. Now, if I go and I watch the specials now, all the DC folks kind of chuckle and go, did you really think we were going to kill Superman? There's a great special on YouTube where you can watch the whole thought process behind the death of Superman and all the original creators, they interview them, you know, it's like 15, 20 years later, they interview them. And it's, it's, it's a pretty fascinating watch if you're into comic books. Yeah. Yeah. I probably have seen that. I know that I watched yeah. another book special, I believe it was on Amazon mm -hmm. and, um, or even just the beloved comic book men that you know they 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 asked did you really think they were going to kill superman um and you're right there was no chat boards there was no forums no you know the most we had was the what we had back then was uh, a thing called wizard magazine which came out monthly and wizard was half articles and half a price book because basically the overstreet guide only comes out once a year and in the height of all this, they said, we need a more real time. This is before eBay, right? Mm -hmm. So Wizard Magazine would come out with monthly prices and would be more reflective of the zeitgeist for the moment than waiting for the yearly. Now, some will say that that led to overpricing and, and overstuffing of, and you know, uh, glutting the market was sort of a false price point. But um, it stuck in there and was pretty much what people used between a norm of Wizard World, Wizard, sorry, Wizard World's a conference that they hold, between Wizard Magazine and um, the Reagan, or the Overstreet Price Guide. Yeah. So that was how we priced comics back in the 90s and got all of our news. There was also Comic Shop News, which came out, I don't know, like, uh, I think maybe bi-weekly. I can't remember. Yeah. But that was the only way that anybody, aside from just talking and bullshitting in the store that was the only way that people could uh disseminate and share news about comic books right right yeah all right man moving on about me and you yeah and uh you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna change the order here oh you're gonna mix things up a little I'm gonna mix things up cool the suicide squad oh boy 
Let's, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. I can't believe I think you're the only human being that didn't like it. Nope. Nope. Actually found somebody else. I found one <laughs> other. Went to Verizon store, got me a new phone. Yeah. And the guy there was like, yeah, Suicide Squad. Oh, the guy selling you something agreed with you? Go figure. Wow. That's – wow. You guys are really he, in with each he other. He got a lot of money at that point. He got, he got all my money. That's all he had to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did his job well. Um, so let me just make sure. You didn't watch the first Suicide Squad, right? Because that was a festering piece of shit. The new one's amazing. But I just want to make sure which one you watched and didn't like. I, I did. I mean, this goes back – to like, okay, so I watched the first one. I didn't even call it the first. I don't even know what it is anymore. Um, I watched the Suicide first Squad. One. Yeah, it, it's it's bad. I mean, it's just it's awful. Bad. It's awful. Um, for anybody, for the one viewer out there who might not have context, Suicide Squad is DC's basically B lister villains that were all brought together in the late 80s. And they go, what do we do with all these characters? And they would put them on a team that would basically, they would go out on suicide missions. And if they tried to run, there was a bomb implanted at their neck would go boom. Amanda Waller was the one that ran the team. And she became a very pivotal character uh, in 80s and 90s comics because for a time she ran the Suicide Squad. Then they gave her a little bit of purview for a little bit uh, during the uh, Justice League International run of comics. So. There's the Amanda Waller history and Suicide Suicide Squad history for you, right. our viewer. Hey, 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 three review, the three viewers now. There's three. Three of you, we uh, got here. <laughs> um, so the first one just was awful. I mean, it's it's entertaining, but no. it's just. <laughs> Sorry. Go Sorry, ahead. It's all right. I mean, it's it's inter it's entertaining. I mean, I it's not like I'm like oh, you know, I'm not gonna move. Yeah. You know, heaven and hell. If it's a Dark Knight's on and then Suicide the the like Suicide Squad's on, I am watching Dark Knight. Well. Over. Yeah, well, so. as any as any human should. All right, yeah. comparing the Nolan movies is. <laughs> Almost, it's a, it's it's a mood exercise. Don't just don't hurt yeah, yourself I, I, doing I, that. I don't, I don't know why I did that because the posters right here. They're different. Oh, okay. Like, All right, I'll put it this way: if I had Buckaroo Banzai, Ooh. that's why I'm watching Buckaroo Banzai. So, Buckaroo Banzai in the Fifth Dimension. That's that's what I'm watching. Samurai. That was a that was a I think that was a 3D movie when it came out. I'm pretty sure in the the I, I saw that in the theaters. I'm pretty sure it was 3D. Fuck really? Romanza? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if it came out in 3D. But Pretty sure it did. Besides the fact, right. so, the, it's, but then we move on to this one. And I don't even, I'm glad it, they, they clarified the title, The Suicide Squad, because everybody from the first film is dead or died. But we're going to go with exception your thoughts. Of Harley. The exception <laughs> of Harley Quinn and Rick Flag. So you're going to go with my thoughts first. I thought this was the purest comic book movie that DC has done out of this new outcrop. The Snyderverse essentially shit the bed. Um, too dark, too morose, and there was no interconnectivity to it. If I say DC has a fresh start, I would say Tay Suicide Squad is it right now. James Gunn is just a master. There is not a thing that James Gunn has created that I dislike. 
Um, I forgot the heirs, I think was the name of the first director and I'm fine. Let him have his cut, but I'm going to, I am so sick of the cuts, like give the Snyder cut, give the heirs cut, because you know what? They should be able to tell the story in two hours. They shouldn't need five and a half hours to do a movie because that's called a mini series. So if you can't, if you can't play in the game, then fine, don't play in the game. Say, I'm going to go off and create this as a series. But, you know, the, the Snyderverse was just so rushed and so reactionary to Marvel. And I blame the WB suits for all of that. For the first time, for the first of the movies, the WB suits shut the fuck up and they sat in the back of the room and let James Gunn do his thing. And what he brought to life was pure, unadulterated comic booking. Every scene was comic booky. Um, unlike a lot of the Snyder stuff that was just like, you know, morose brooding, um, coupled with the story that didn't make any sense. And that's everything. I mean, I felt like we got like almost three movies in one in this. Um, and the Starro, spoilers, by the way, this whole thing is gonna be spoilers. Um, the Starro, yeah. I, you know, Starro, Starro was always one of the goofiest characters in comic books. It was the first thing that the Justice League ever thought, ever fought. And what they could do at the end of fighting him was just kind of take the thing off their face and they walked away just fine. Uh, the fact that once you get a star in your face, you die, it grasps to you and you become a star zombie. That was just one of the changes that I think Gunn um, did to the DC universe to make it still fun, still accessible, but, you know, uh, with a little bit of bite for modern sensibilities. Right. So for all those, oh, and the Harley Quinn sequence where we kind of get to see how she sees blood and gore with all the, you know, the flowers and everything coming out during that highly orchestrated, well done scene, which I know if it wasn't Margot Robbie, we wouldn't have had 20 minutes of movie dedicated to that, but it is, and she's great, so fine. Um those are pretty much the top reasons why I loved it. So why didn't you like it? Well, I am, let's, let's, so I'm not a purist like you when it comes to comic books, but. No, you read one that you hated. I read one that I hated. <laughs> it's, um, no, that's, that's not even a fan, much less a purist. No, right. So, I mean, just as far as, like, I'll like it. I like it because it is a purist comic book. So let's put that right there. But I, would, I, would I have I picked up the comic book? Probably not. Probably not my cup of tea, because my cup of tea now at comic books is, is just, you know, I love The Punisher. I think that was my first comic book that I ever picked up. That okay. was 15, 20. I was young. I feel like okay. I was young. I could have been 20 and I, that was young. So sure. from then on, move around, like then you have your regulars, your Spider-Man, your Iron Man, your your Batman, you know, the what ifs and justice. You, know. you are pretty much, a, you're a Marvel fanboy. I am. I am a little bit Marvel and, and the MCU has spoiled all of us fans that sure. we just like to now yeah. attack. You know, Eternals, oh, it stinks. It looks beautiful, but that's just me. Um, so taking the comic book a little bit, um, you know, it just, for me as as a guy who I'm going to sit down, I'm watching the Suicide Squad, I, do I feel like it's dark? I think it's darker than the other Suicide Squad. I think sure. it's way much darker. 
way more. It is. Fun. It makes sense because it makes more sense and it's more of a cohesive story as well. The the first Suicide Squad was borderline stupid and was yeah. trying so hard to shoe in Jared Leto and the expanded universe. And that's the problem that most of the Snyder movies suffered from was WB didn't have a freaking clue what they were doing and they would change things nope. at the last minute to, you know, it's the same problem you had with Green Lantern. My Green Lantern had 15 freaking stories shoved in it is because there was so much going on in cross media with comic books at the time because you had the new 52 coming out and right. a lot of the comics people were being integrated into the movie side and you had a lot of clashes there between the two. And that's where you ended up with, uh, you know, pretty much a shit show on the DC side where Marvel was a, came off as its own studio, was just able to be free. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you look it up and you read all that James Gunn had full reign. Yep. He had all control and, you know, which is kind of like not fair to Zack Snyder. Because if you look at Man of Steel, mm. it's it's good. Like, Man of Steel is actually better than Superman. Like I Superman think, 77? I grew up with 76 Superman. I grew up with Superman, but Man of Steel, dude, come on. It's just beautifully done. done. Come on, man. Uh, The Jesus allegory. I don't need to be bludgeoned with a cross to get a Jesus allegory. At one point in time, it's Henry Cavill and the priest, and he's even got a friggin' stained glass of J.C., in the background in the whole scene. Um, sure, if you love bludgeon metaphors, Superman Man of Steel is awesome. Yeah, and, 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 and it's like way 76 Superman because it does kind of like right there. It does, it does do cheesy. that too. It does it's do cheesy. that too. Um, but, you know, Man of Steel and was good. And then the next Batman vs. Superman was just awful. I don't even know what to say to that. I just that was like, was uh, and then, and then just, it just went downhill from there. Now, oh, yeah. the, the Snyder verse, the the Snyder cut of the Justice League, mm. was kind of decent. It it's was not five hours worth of decent. I, I, well, but that's the thing, everybody. You know, it was a cohesive and full story this time, and I disagree with a hell of a lot of choices. Like Martian Manhunter would not go in and pose as. Superman's mother to a grieving Lois Lane. I mean, that's just not something that would happen. That's just bullshit. Um, it takes her 30 minutes to bring a coffee cup to, oh, who Lois bringing the cop that Lois keeps bringing the coffee cup to? You know who that is? I don't. That is the uh, Jimmy Olsen from the Supermans, from the Christopher Reeve Supermans. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, I didn't know that. There we go. A little geek fun fact. Uh, um, but it shouldn't have taken her 40 minutes to bring that cup of coffee, right? I mean, especially when slow motion is indicative of Flash's use of the speed force. Right. So, I don't know, was Flash like just like hanging out and stalking Lois? And that's why we're watching this scene in slow motion. There's little things like that and little inconsistencies where Snyder goes for spectacle over sense. Well, that's why I have a huge problem. I don't know with <laughs> like uh, the Army of Dead, which is the Army of Dead. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Like the the reactions of these people, like I literally think I threw my remote across the room. I'm like, this is just horrific. Why are we mm. like, 
scene after scene, why is the reaction so cat-like reflexes? Just like uh, <clears throat> nothing made sense in that yeah. movie. Nothing made sense. So that's where. Uh, yeah, Snyder did us good by 300. He showed us sort of a new way of looking at film, but since that point in time, eh, I've got my issues. Yeah. Let's put it that way. But let's go back to Suicide Squad. Suicide. Uh, so, I mean, why don't you like it? For me, and, you know, I don't, for people who are like the Suicide Squad and it's kind of about, like, I could have 10 points and, and, and they'll be rebuttal, but. I mean, from horrible storyline, a horrible storyline. Um, just okay. Here's the here's the one. Here's the one. We'll just skip skip to the end. The guy who has superpowers can defeat Starro dies. Like, sorry, spoiler, but he just dies. Like, all right, that's the guy we're gonna go and you know. You mean polka gonna, dot man? Polka dot man. Yeah. Oh, I'm a real superhero. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. I mean, that was, I laughed uh, out loud at that moment. Uh, and then, all right. He's so polka dot man. Who gives a shit? He's polka dot man. Let's see. Let's and the name of the movie is Suicide Squad. Uh, There's, uh, there must, there will be blood. There will oh, be fodder. Let's, let's take Harley Quinn and just take the pole and fly through the eye and like, oh, make this stop. I mean, I, I grabbed my eye because that was so <laughs> viscerally um, effective. Uh, I, I just saw that when then having the rats come in. And I mean, yeah, you could have just polka dotted the start of death, but I thought that was really clever. Just, you know, getting him that way and her floating in the eye. But that was a great scene. That was a great scene. The the rats at the end uh just i mean i can just go on i think the most annoying scene and i know it's dark humor so it's dark humor comic book i mean that's what you right. gotta get this is what you got it is um, yeah. you know but the but this village scene when they're going in and it's them too and they're like all right well i'm gonna get the most kills and they just go in and they just kill people and i'm looking at the scene i'm like i don't think this village is or this camp is bad and i was oh. like, okay so you, you you predicted it but when john Santa walked by that one guy and went <laughs> I, I i i laughed i mean i laughed out loud it's a it's a very like it's a dark humor yeah it's comic book um just not my cup of tea and it got you know i mean let's do logistics it got seven point Five stars, seven point four stars out of ten. It just, it just wasn't for me, man. It just wasn't. You don't for like, me. so you don't like dark. That's cool. It's not, about, it's not about dark. Like, what can you say about Watchmen? Like, I do love the comic book. I do love the movie. I think there's a lot of stuff, which is another episode that Watchmen is is fantastically good. It's just fantastic. I tolerate the movie, love the comic. The comic completely changed the genre. Um, you know, again, going back to that, how we started off with, that was one of the stories that introduced the Dark Age, the first introduction right. of a fallible uh, superhero. And, right. and it paved the way for something like Justice League, right? Or um, 
uh, any of those books where basically you're looking at the hero's lives and these are tragically flawed human beings. The book did it so much better than the movie. I mean, again, the movie is Zack Snyder kind of doing, <laughs> his, math, doing his masturbatory slow motion all over yeah. everything. Yeah. I mean, it's just like J.J. Abrams. There's a light fixture with another light and, you know, and it blinds you. I mean, J.J. Abrams. He did lens that. flare on Star Trek. Let's also remember J.J. <laughs> Abrams did freaking Felicity and Lost. So it's not, he did lens flare for one series. Yeah. That's it. One yeah. series. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This is Star Trek, but I mean, there's a little bit of that in uh, all, half of the latter end of Mission Impossibles. Like, ah, oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yep. you're right. Mission Impossible had a little of that. Yes. Um, but, you know, that's Snyder's way. That's J.J. Abrams' way. I mean... Well, it's just like uh, Martin Scorsese with the one shot, right? You know, in every Martin Scorsese movie, there's going to be that one camera shot, you know, from like Goodfellas when they're walking into the restaurant and the camera follows and that one long pan. And there's some really cool 1960s music playing, right? I mean, you're going to get one of those shots every movie from Scorsese. I'm fine with everybody having their tropes. I get annoyed at Snyder for overuse of it. But okay, this was not supposed to be a Snyder bash fest. I, I could I could do that shit all night. I could do that shit all night. Let's go. He should. He wasn't the right architect. If they wanted to really do Marvel, go against Marvel, they need to put more money into it, more time into it, and get a better architect than Snyder, who's not going to give off pieces of the reins to other creators and come up with a vision, he's going to do it all himself. And that's, that is the one fundamental difference you see between DC and Marvel movies. Right. And, and that's the other thing too, right? So like I'm a Marvel fan in the comic books. I like some DC comic books. Like I was Superman first, um, but I picked up the Punisher comic book first. Um, and, you know, I love all the Marvel films, except for Daredevil back in the early 2000s. So, you know, you got to write that one off. Um, and then what, after like 2007, you had Spider-Man 3, then the next year after that, you had Iron Man. So, you know, you, you had those movies, they're just, and you, again, you had better leadership, you know, with what's coming around with that, with Kevin Feige and and um, just the direction he was going with that, you know? And yeah, I mean, remember remember, Spider-Man was still owned by Sony at that Sony. time. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's why they redid it every 10 years was so Sony could still keep the rights to it. So it's, it's unwritten. When Marvel had their fire sale in the early 90s, uh, they were on the brink of or actually declared bankruptcy. And they sold off all the movie rights to Spider-Man, uh, the X-Men, pretty much ahead of garage sale for IP. Uh, and Fox and Sony basically picked up most of the characters. And there's still that ongoing battle today between, right, you know, Spider-Man, we're sharing 50-50 of the revenue. It is part of an MCU, but it's not part of the MCU. Like, come to the House of Mouse and Sony have come to the table a couple times on this and now that Disney just bought all of Fox, hopefully we'll finally start seeing the mutants integrated and Fantastic Four. Yep, yep. Which I'm pretty excited about because I've heard rumors about what they're going to do with that. Yeah. I can really go off by the rumors because, you know, it could change and Marvel's going to do what they sure. want to do. 
Which is yeah. so. They haven't done. Everybody picks on Iron Man three, but we're not going to get into that. But everybody picks on mm. certain films. But it's fine. Haddock was great, but it's not like they were, oh Iron Man three or Iron Man two. I'm going to pick Iron Man two, and then I'll watch Iron Man three. So they were all great. I mean, they were, and they all, and that's that's a very good point. Is that they were all part of a bigger scheme, right? There's two different ways to look at it. You can look at them as individual films, but what's really the true power and the magic is how never having the intent to tie it all together, they were still able to tie everything together, right? When they did the first Iron Man, that was an experiment, right? They didn't know right. that they were gonna have a whole cinematic universe, mm-hmm. um, but they still never forgot. And that's true comic booking. If I look at what, what I dislike about comics today, which there is a lot, it's the perpetual reboot, the perpetual number one. There's no skin in the game, there's no continuity. Uh, there's no callbacks anymore because they want to just kind of keep resetting as quickly as they can to try and bring in new readers. And when, my opinion is a vain effort, but if it brings more kids in to read, then that's fine. But, uh, you know, there's just not that permanence, permanence of continuity anymore. And the continuity is everything and makes these movies distinctly different. The fact that they can all just be mushed together and you can reference back and forth between them. That's that's part of the enjoyment of it's not just watching the movies, it's experiencing them. Yeah. DC can't do that. <laughs> they just have not been able to hit it. So I appreciate the DC movies for what they are, like the Nolan universe. It's its own thing. And they've essentially done this with comic books as well. They said there's no main continuity anymore. There's just all these multiverses and we're gonna do whatever the hell we want over all of them. And that's that's DC's countermeasure, I think, to starting very late in the game. So, I, you know, for a one-off movie, I enjoyed this shit out of Suicide Squad. I watched it three times before it came off HBO Max. <laughs> so what you're saying... What I'm saying is... <laughs> what I'm saying is, I, I, I loved it, good sir, and I don't understand you. Yeah, no, it's just like it's just, again, it's just I can destroy this movie, but it's just not my cup of tea. Just ain't gonna do it. And you know, there, I think, other than the guy Verizon and me and probably my wife, I'm the only one, <laughs> I'm the only one in the human world that does not like this movie at all. But again, it's it's dark, it's cynical, it's all those it things, and if there's that is not everybody's cup of tea. There's I've got a lot of friends who want to walk into a superhero story and have it be all about hope and optimism. And that's right. cool. I, I applaud those people for wanting that. Um, right. And I like those stories as well, if they're done well. I'm fine with having both in the world, I guess. Right. Yeah. I, and I think, and maybe because of how it was made, because I saw like what could be, maybe James Gunn's vision wasn't where I was wanting to be, but the I felt like the humor was forced a little bit. I mean, I think there was a scene where, so was, I mean, I hate this movie so much. Oh, I think I lost. There you are. Um, My dog's being a jerk, so I'm going to keep muting and unmuting probably. So you just got to keep riffing. There we go. Uh, the human shark, like he, just, like, he was sitting in the room, he sets up the bombs, and then all of a sudden, he's like, all alone and they left him the scene was supposed to be funny but they left him at least i think it was and they just missed the humor it just i think there were some scenes that are just missing the humor i don't know felt awkward at times 
don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You're reading my face, and I'm sorry. I just have resting douche face. Um, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to understand here. Um, but I mean, I thought King. I thought King Shark was a great character, uh, voiced by Sylvester Stallone. He made me laugh my ass off with his idiocy. Yeah, <laughs> it just. Yeah. Like, I know. I know. I know. Friend, I'm like, uh, I'm just like, come on, man. I, Mary loves sharks. My wife loves sharks. So yeah. that was a that was probably the only thing she absolutely loved was Shark King. Okay. That was, that was just, and I have to say the Harley Quinn totally really killed. And just the Birds of Prey, I watched that for five minutes. Oh, five I did minutes. not I did not like Birds of Prey. And I hear a lot of people say that this version of Harley and a lot of what James Gunn was able to get away with was lifted off of Birds of Prey. And I can't say I agree with that uh, statement, like at all. I just, I, I think they're, I mildly enjoyed Birds of Prey. I despise Ewan McGregor in it. I just thought he was a terrible, terrible villain. Yeah. Um, just bad. Um, and it was just, it was more, it was even more chaotic in my opinion than Suicide Squad. And it had its moments. I had a few chuckles in it. I don't, despise it but it's not one i'll ever go back to again it just didn't hit the same nostalgia feels didn't hit the same comic book feels and notes for me i don't know right so i know a lot of people are doing a compare contrast of the two and i go and eh, yeah no i did not like bop but i like i also you know birds of prey is also it's a very different comic book so that's another yeah. one where i would have that baggage i walk into these movies knowing what the comic books are like and then i get Try not to. And in a lot of instances, I'll be very forgiving because I know they're different mediums. But there are those times where they just veer so far off from what the comic book was like. I just go, yeah, don't care. Right. Now, you, know. you said take Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad. I'll take Suicide Squad all day. So you got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you win. Um, <laughs> no. uh, so, segue. Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The new trailer drop. Is hot. Like Spider-Man is hot right now. Like this No Way Home trailer was I let's let's go to the roots of this. Kevin Feige comes out, we're not having a trailer. All right. It's cool. We're not having a trailer. All of a sudden, we have no way home trailer. And some reports where it was leaked. Some reports were saying it just they were gonna come out and surprise people. Um, if it was leaked, they're like, "Well, we're just, just do it," and they did it. They did it, man, and it looks really confusing. <laughs> like, oh, like confusing good, not confusing okay. Um, it's just the like, multiverse. It's the introduction. Yeah. It's the introduction to multiverse and to talk about these two companies, how they pivot off of each other's feet. I find it very interesting that maybe Marvel might be using this, Marvel Sony, uh, might be using this to be reactionary because DC's next movie, Flashpoint, is going to be multiverse focused. And they've known that for a few years now, that that's the route they were going to go because Flashpoint was a comic book. It started the new 52 comic. Um, 
and it was all about multi, multi, you know, multiple universes. Um, so it's interesting that now Marvel's kind of taking that route, following in DC's wake, which uh, does not happen very often, right, or at all. So I, I, you know, I love the multiverse. The thing I'm wondering about with this is it looks like there was a comic that came out in 2007 uh, called Spider-Man. It was called Spider-Man One More Day. And it's basically to save Aunt May's life, Peter makes a deal with Mephisto, the devil. Um, and basically everybody forgets uh, who Peter Parker is or Mary Jane for, I'm sorry, Mary Jane forgets who Peter Parker is, right? They don't, their whole relationship is obliterated. And it looks like they're borrowing elements from that storyline and they're just sort of replacing the devil with Dr. Strange and swapping out a couple of those elements. Cause I was wondering how they were going to handle the revelation of his identity. Cause the last time they did that in the comics was um, civil war. And that started a civil wars focal point in the comic books was actually Spider-Man. Um, yeah. you know, in the movies, it's Iron Man and Captain America beating the shit out of each other, uh, over those accords. But, um, it was a slightly different book. I'll say very different book. Um, when it came out in the comics where it was about, uh, the superhero identity act where superheroes had to, uh, reveal their identities. And I just went from a tangent to a tangent. Holy shit. Look at me. <laughs> No, the Civil War comics were amazing. I wear those. They were good, Sam. Which was great. I think my favorite my favorite part is the Punisher saves Spider-Man. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, it just <laughs> annihilates all the villains that were bad into good. And Cap just gets pissed off about it. And I'm like, well, what do you expect? It's, it's the Punisher. It's, he doesn't forgive. So... Uh, yeah, I think it was more centered around Spider-Man. Absolutely. Why? Why? It was. It was. It was Spider-Man's story for the most part. I mean, Cap and Iron Man ended up on different sides, so that rang true to the comic. But um, yes, Peter Parker played a more pivotal. So it's it's in, it's interesting when they they take these elements out because that was the first thing I saw when I saw the trailer. It was like, oh, they're gonna release. They're gonna erase the leak of his identity by pulling a one more day. Basically, it's, that was what most uh, comic people said. It's just Doctor Strange is going to do it instead. And it takes him on a chaotic ride, it looks like, through the multiverse. Because you see the Otto Octavius from the um, Tobey Maguire movies. Uh, Spider-Man Yeah, Spider-Man 2. So that's, uh, I'm, yeah, I think it's going to be bonzo fun. And I hope it finally brings Spider-Man fully into the MCU. I wish they would just get over this uh, rights issue, finally. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Which I think... They were Tom, close. Yeah, they were, like, Tom Holland and Robert Downey, like, if it wasn't for Tom Holland, if it was Robert Downey and Tom Holland, this would have mm -hmm. never happened. Like, I think they split, like, they took it away. Like, so... Yeah. They did. They walked away from the table. Yeah. They walked away from the negotiation table. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're making so much money. I mean, you know, you and I, I mean, we're just both playing the uh, Spider-Man games on PS4, right? I mean, that's millions and millions of dollars for Sony right there. Maybe mm -hmm. even a billion dollars for Sony right there. So mm -hmm. I, I can see them fighting the house of mouse a little strongly on this because there's not as, you know, when Fox sold off the X-Men, there's no X-Men game that like we're all going nuts for right now, right? It's how much you extend the intellectual property, the IP and other mediums that really uh, looks at the value. And Spider-Man's one of those ones where Sony can still play tough. No, man, I don't know what you're talking about, but that Marvel Avengers game's great, though. Yeah. Uh, 
You mean the one where like Black Widow looks like Kate Mulgrew now? And uh, looks, I mean, they none of the oh god, you I hope you didn't like that. I really oh don't. man, I'm being very sarcastic about that. Good, good, because that game was fucking horrible. It's just like I get so I had it for I bought it, I knew it was coming out, I bought mm-hmm. it, and then had it for five, played it for 15 minutes. I looked at my wife, and my wife goes, What is this? <laughs> and I'm yeah. playing, I'm only 15 minutes in, I'm like, I have no idea what this is. Took it out. And didn't even look back. Didn't even look back. I gave it. I gave it to an. I gave it to my godson who's eight, (laughs) and I said, "You'll like this." Yeah. You know, you're eight. Yep. Yeah. uh, That was uh, that. That's a no offense. Terrible game. It's an eight-year-old game, and we're still let down. I'm not even. I'm not even excited about the Guardians. Like. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, was that Square? Know. Was that Square Enix that de- developed that? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. No, so. whatever, whatever else they produce, and in, in this gauntlet style of play, where you're just mishmash with the characters, and there's no difference in the main characters you play. Screw that. It's not. It, it was. It was terrible. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible game. But it the was. Spider-Man. Back to Spider-Man again. The Spider-Man right. games are awesome. Amazing. Like, I think I'm like 95 percent now. Yeah, I think you've been on ninety-five percent for three weeks. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey man, I'm trying to play Aliens Fire Team, and that's yeah. just that's another story, which is a great game. Just wish I had time to play it. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting Miles Morales Spider-Man, and them releasing No Way Home, and then releasing Spider-Man Two with the villain in the dark which was which i'm like that's gonna be venom and it's venom so yeah. it's just spider-man is i always thought in watching far from home the spider-man is the next team leader like he is the next iron man and oh you, to, you know mm. in the mcu mcu mm. you know? but Peter's too Peter's too much of a Peter is too much of a sad sack screw up. I mean that's what makes Peter great is that you know he's always gonna shit the bed. He'll save the day, but he'll also always shit the bed in some way, shape, or form. So while he's been on the Avengers from time to time, I don't I don't think he would uh, I don't think he would take the leadership role. I'll be surprised if we see another Avengers movie in the near term. I really I will Yeah, I do. I do. I don't. I don't think we're going to see that team back again. Um, yeah, maybe they'll do like an Avengers West Coast, where it's like it's all right. Avengers Great Lakes, where they're just like a complete joke. Um, bring Squirrel Girl into the universe, um, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just takes so long to make these movies. Who who knows, right? I mean, let's just we'll get through Far From Home. I mean, it's interesting they can bring Venom in finally because I think Venom was one of those properties that was, you know, Spider-Man was sold to Sony, Venom was sold to Fox, mm-hmm. right? But now that Disney owns Fox, now you can start, you know, in this deal. It's all business. I mean, it really it is. Is. It is. Yeah, it is. It's all business, and you know, I, it, I always say it's all about leadership. It does, because you look at before the Suicide Squad, before that. It's just sat down like Aquaman, just 
No, not a fan. Or or Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman eight Wonder Woman original, good. Wonder Woman eighty four, wretched. Anyway, moving on. So <laughs> Yeah, right, like, next. I just uh, uh so yeah, Spider Man what's your thoughts on the trailer? What did you think? It'll be great. It'll be a lot of fun. Tom Holland, I'm totally in for him as Spider-Man. I love the introduction of the multiverse. And it's very, I, the only thing I would say is maybe it's a little too quick of, I would like almost a whole movie where Peter has to deal with his identity being ousted. Um, you know, that was a very big reveal at the end of the second Spider-Man. Yeah. I would like a whole movie where Peter is uh, having to deal and balance with, because that's what happened in the comic books when he revealed his identity uh, to the world was, I mean, it had repercussions for years, like one or two years worth of the comic books, uh, which is, you know, 12, 24 issues, maybe more if you count multiple Spider-Man titles going on at the same time. Uh, it just gives it that the, the broader breath and voice. And so I would have liked the one movie where Peter's got to deal with his identity being exposed to the world, but it looks like we're going to get a quarter of a movie with that. And then we go right into the one more day pastiche with uh, Dr. Strange resetting everything. And uh, yeah, you know, bring on the multiverse. I think it's a brilliant idea that'll, because everybody said, you know, what happens after Thanos? Thanos is kind of the big bad. Infinity Gauntlet was one of those just big, big Marvel changing stories. What do you do that's bigger than that? Well, multiverse makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the stones are just, the stones are just paper weeks. Yeah, well, Loki, yeah. <laughs> Which I love that, too. I mean, I think all the yeah. Marvel series have been really good in their own right. You know, I think they're all very different, so I can't, I'm not going to rate them up. But well, what did you think of the trailer? Um, trailer was good. I mean, it was very, like I say, confusing good. Um, you know, I had to, like, do the old-fashioned slow-mo everything. I think oh. the black suit was, there's a black suit. And Secret Wars. Black, yeah. Um, and then, you know, you, you see Dust. So is that Spider-Man 3 with Sandman? All oh, these characters. Yeah. Uh, then, um, and then, of course, Dr. Octopus, like, just coming out with that. And then we knew that he was going to come prior before that news, that he was already in the credits. Um you know, I'm very, very, very excited. Very interesting how they're going to bring this all together. Mm -hmm. um, and anybody who's a fan of, like, I was a fan of Andrew Garfield. Uh, I was a fan of Tobey Maguire. Yeah, they were fun. It grew on me with Garfield. Like, I just knew that, like, uh, he's not my Spider-Man. Like, he's one of those purists, like, guys, because I grew up yeah. with Spider-Man. But then, you know, I loved him. And then when he got replaced, I'm like, there they go again. And then, um, which is another good conversation that those Spider-Mans, the amazing Spider-Mans, were right from the comics themselves. Um, well, they were from different epochs. They were both, they both played around with, which you have to. You were always going to have to play around with the comics when you bring it into another medium. It's just a must. Um, yeah, do you start with Mary Jane or do you start with Gwen Stacy? I mean, you know. I'll, the only thing I'll argue with that is that you know, Gwen Stacy's fate is so well known that there was little surprise with the Andrew Garfield 
uh, version of Spider-Man. Like I knew the whole time what was going to happen, where mm-hmm. they upend with the Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst by introducing Mary Jane that early. They did give me a little element of surprise. Yeah. 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 So I'm very excited. I cannot wait. Um, this is probably one of the best Spider-Mans that's come that I'm excited for. Um, so that that's that's my thoughts. Like I again, it's a I feel like it's a teaser trailer. It's a trailer, but you don't have anything, yeah. right? You don't have nothing. So you got a bunch of images and excitement, and that's where I'm at. I'm like, well, we'll just wait mm-hmm. and then let's wait for that new trailer coming out. Because we are in a 24-hour news cycle, and now we have infinite ways to imbibe that news, everybody's always going to plots over the smallest and infinitesimal things just to yep. fill the void. Kind of yep. like podcasting. Yes. It's just a way to kill time. Yes, which is great because, you yeah. know, we can theorize and uh, talk about this and talk about how great uh, this is exciting. It's an exciting time for MCU. And I always feel like when you go on these you know boards and forums and yeah. groups that they just destroy these movies. And, you know, I'm a pretty positive guy. I like to be positive. Sure. But um, that... I call it the age of the spoil MCU fan. <laughs> like you got amazing movies that they make yeah. and you know you and they're just like, well, we're just gonna destroy this and we don't like Captain Marvel three it's almost, it's almost like when somebody like just kinda hates on Suicide Squad just for no. sake of movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I did that. You know, you know, you got I you did got, that. You got me being like, all right, well, I can see his point of view. He, I, I got, I'll give it a 2.0 now. It's from a 1.5 and a 2.0. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 91%. It's, so. Right now, 91%, 7.4 on IMDb. Yeah, you got yeah. me to a 2.0, 2.0. All right, well, um, good. Glad I can move the needle. This, it's going. You know, if I watch it one more time, you know what? I won't because it'll just go back to one <laughs> And it's off of HBO Max now, so yeah, you can't see it. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Um one more topic. One more topic. One more topic. Last topic of the night. I know I got a few of these suggestions. I don't know what you got. Anybody like no, the Star Trek Troopers is the best. <laughs> oh, oh, comments, 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 yeah, comments now. In this night. That was one. That was so. We're doing what is our favorite sci-fi movie? What is our final thought of the night? What is our favorite um, sci-fi movie ever made? I am going to take the coward's response to this and go. I can't just pick one because I love sci-fi so freaking much that I put it in all of its subgenres, right? There's sci-fi horror, there's sci-fi comedy, there's sci-fi, um, there's science fiction versus science fantasy, right? I mean, there's just a multitude of ways to slice and dice the onion here. So, I mean, I, it's hard for me to pick one because so many of them have affected me over the years. Like my uncle put on that thread you were talking about, he put, you know, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, the first time I saw Planet of the Apes, Holy shit, mind blown, right? Um, you know, it's it's you bastards, you dirty bastards, right? I mean, just seeing that shot of the Statue of Liberty at the end and knowing that it's Earth, because back in the day, 
nobody thought it was a time travel movie. Everybody just thought they went to an actual planet of apes, right? That they right. can travel 3,000 years through time. Right. Uh, ask me the one science fiction movie I'll watch over and over and over again. And this is where I go, you gotta have more layers to it because it's Back to the Future for me. I mean, Back to the Future is just one. I will watch a thousand times over. I saw it seven times in the movie theater the year it came out. Wow. I went every day that summer because uh, I lived up in North Jersey and it was $5 to take the train from Fanwood to Westfield. And then it was another $5 to get in. And I was a latchkey kid. My parents felt guilty. So they would put money on the counter for me every day in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And so that was, yeah, I just, it was like probably five or six times there. I just, I rode the train in Westfield and saw it back to the future. Um, that's my favorite all time. But I mean, you know, you ask me like there's, I mean, from a book perspective, I would say the foundation novels, um, Isaac Asimov, right? He did 4,000 years of future history with science fiction between the iRobots, the Empire novels, and then the foundation novels. And foundation is going to actually be coming out on Apple Plus, um, I think this fall. So, I mean, from a book perspective, that just those 15, 18 books, whatever, just really enraptured my imagination as a kid. And then from a television perspective, Battlestar Galactica, the mid-2000s Battlestar Galactica. I love Star Trek to the core of my being. I've seen every one. I've seen every series multiple times. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Um, But, you know, if I talk about just the real feels, Battlestar Galactica, up until the very last episode, was amazing. Gotcha. That's, that's a, my sci-fi spiel. That's a hardcore list, man. That's a, Thank you. a great list. I'm not, I'm back, I can't compete back to future. I just, you, what's there to compete with? Um, gosh, um, I grew up with, I grew up with horror science fiction, but I also grew up with like, you know, like your Terminators. Um, your, you know, your Back to the Futures. Like, Back to the Future was just like... I like Terminator. Back. I never... I like Terminator. I never loved Terminator. I mean, the, yeah, because you got to remember, like, I saw the first one, right? Like, I'm of that age where I saw the first one in the movie theater. And Terminator 2 was a great exponential leap. Uh, it was a technology where I said, ooh, this is really cool with Terminator, more so than yeah. I cared about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my I think best sci-fi, and I'm not a dark guy. Like I can't believe that I would put this on. I mean, horror. I guess you call it horror. I mean, they didn't know what it would be, but Alien. I mean, Alien yeah. just it's just 1979. 1979. 1979 was the God. first one. Yeah. Like, I mean, people hate Prometheus, but I like Prometheus. I thought it was good. Just a good science fiction movie. It's just a yeah. What's out there? And it stands alone, right? You don't you get a little extra feel goods if you've seen the aliens movies, but Prometheus because of its and it's one of the few times a prequel actually works. I you know right. I despise the Star Wars prequels. And I'm realizing this is a generational thing because I'll talk to um <clears throat> later millennials, not old ass millennials like you, but the later millennials and the Gen Zs, and they they do not have the vehement hatred for them. Um Right. Wrong time, wrong period for me. I was in my early twenties, and um, just shit. They were just they were terrible uh, for me. And I remember sitting in the prequels for Star Wars and going, "If I wanted to play a video game, I'd play a video game." 
Lucas is not only just Jar Jar, but Lucas's move away from the practical effects. The fact he wrote the dialogue himself and was just terrible. It's a prequel I just can't respect. But yeah, I mean, I totally get. I mean, if you, I grew up with the prequels, like so. Yeah. Two thousand. Yeah, ninety nine was in the first. Yeah, ninety nine, and you know, I went to go see all three of them in theaters. But yeah. You know, if I had to choose a great science fiction movie in that time, um, so let's say Alien, and then let's say The Matrix. Like, okay. that was just, whoa. You know, like, that was just, <laughs> Wow, great Keanu Reeves impersonation, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, it was that in that time, like, you didn't, you got to pause the movie to go and run to the bathroom because... Mm what the hell was going on and um that was even if you could get a copy movie at that point in time it was yeah, hard exactly. to get movies, VHS, movies. VHS. Uh, but i mean but i mean even you know owning movies that was definitely not something that happened until like the early 2000s like you didn't yep. own movies unless you copied them from the which we did and copied them from the did. video we, store you know yeah. hey, tbs at 7 30 better get that recorder on all right put that vhs we, yeah. we were we were extra fancy. We had the two we had the two systems set up. So as we would watch it, we were always recording it on the other one. So we would have the movie for posterity. I think when my parents moved, we threw out like three hundred VHS tapes because yeah. they were like, "Do you want these?" And I'm like, "No, it's all on streaming now." Anyway, oh, so right. you know. and I, you know, do I have a VCR? No. So yeah, no, I don't want those. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, for shows, I think Star Trek. I mean, I grew up in Star Trek, like Voyager. No, I love Voyager. No, Voyager's great. I, I like uh, Voyager. D, uh, D Space Nine and all you D Space DS, Nine. DS Nine. DS Nine. Yeah. DS9, that, like, I know, well, I shouldn't say that. But DS Nine's its own little world, man. It's I, great. It's just, yeah. It's just there. And then, you know, I remember the episodes of Next Generation. Like, that. I, like, I don't think a lot of people do, but I remember, like, Picard getting caught with the Kardashians and you totally you totally saw those you had to see those in reruns because it Uh, came out in 87. No no it was in 1991. I remember these coming out I mean when when the Borg the second time. Well it ran for seven seasons yeah. Yeah so when you know Picard says we have engaged the Borg again like that music that time that was exciting so star trek for me for the shows would be that um yeah i I think that would be up there that would be my favorite sci-fi because you can't narrow narrow one but if i could watch and and then i have to throw this in there the thing john copper yeah that was good that was good yeah Um, that's like put that more horror than i would say I'm not a dark guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I would say, I would say, from a yeah, just from a, it's not in my opinion traditional sci-fi. It becomes more of a monster movie, which again, I guess you could peel off monsters into that genre, but um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah. okay. It didn't move me. What the thing? The movie? Yeah, it was alright. Uh, I still get goosebumps. Like I don't know, it was just a great. It's just a great. It's cold. Um, you don't trust anybody. 
and there's a scene where the lights go out, candle blows out, and goes, who's there? And this thing's... And yeah. you're like, what the hell was that? And you don't trust anybody. And like, just the comedy in that, the actors in that, Kurt Russell, um, Charles Davis. I mean, there was just so many great actors in that. Um, I, I, I like, I, I like, I like more spaceships and lasers and futury shit. That's just yeah. my proclivity. Yeah. 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 No, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, like, did you yeah. ever see? Did you ever see Battlestar Galactica? I have. I actually watched the reruns, so I'm not that old, but I watched the reruns of the 80s. Which I meant I, the new one, the good one. I watched the first two seasons, okay. and now I have a project to do of watching all of them, because the former company that I used to work for with my father-in-law, we had a license of Battlestar Galactica. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, uh, I think they're just it's phenomenal right up until the last episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think I want to re-watch them again. I think I want to start because you know I got all these streams yeah. are they're just they're just throwing them on there now. So like, all right, well this is what we're gonna do now. Binge watch this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that that would be that would be my list. I mean you got Star Trek, you got Alien, you got the Thing, the Matrix. Which I only, this is another episode of watching that trailer. Sorry. Yeah. If I had to compare trailers of Spider Man No Way Home and, the, and Resolutions, like res, Resolution, yeah. Resurrections. Yeah. Oh, The Matrix is. Really? I just feel like The Matrix, basically, they got a new graphic card put in the server. Because everything's not, you know, key <laughs> yeah. toned anymore. Yeah. They actually, they've got, you know, 256 colors instead of uh, 120. They upgraded, man. They upgraded. They knew the next last time. They went from Windows 95 to Windows 98. Yeah. <laughs> Another episode about that. Another episode about that. Uh, yeah, that's a good place to cut because I have to go to the bathroom very soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you have a great week, sir. You too. This was a pleasure. Let's try and do it next week. Let's do it next week and uh, you have a great night. All right, you too, brother. Night-night.